0: You, me, and CBD. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for another episode where we learn about CBD.
1: Here's the cool thing. Uh, This year, uh, just 2022, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, Oregon State University published, or researchers at Oregon State University in Corvallis published uh, some uh, uh, trial information about a study they had done where they tested uh, certain cannabinoids. Against COVID nineteen virus, or SARS CoV two, as it's also called, and it seems to have worked. Well, welcome everyone.
2: Hello. Hey.
3: What? Where are we, Danelle? What are we chatting about? What are we doing today? Let's jump to
2: this right away. I think it's a good idea. Uh, Everybody, get ready for season three, episode one. Woo! We did it. Uh, and we didn't do it without. We did it without we have with not been canceled you. Yet. We have not been canceled, and we need you listening, we and we're grateful. Season. Welcome to CBD uh, CBD science and COVID. This
3: science is, uh, and COVID.
2: Yeah, pretty pretty cool topic, I think, for today.
3: I I uh, wonder why it took us three seasons to come up with this subject.
2: Well, I think because the science. Has uh, not totally been there, and now there's some studies. So we've got a lot to crack open here.
3: So yeah, I think it is. I think it'll be a lot of fun. We're going to be talking a little bit about some uh, uh, some really neat stuff that will um, have some science uh, to back it up, right?
2: Right. That's we, what we're after.
3: I know. In a lot of our other episodes, we were talking about. Well, you know, science needs to catch up. Science needs to do this, and now we have something right. legitimate. Right. We're going to do this. Right. So we I have a really a cool study to talk about today. But first, yeah. But first, um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, <coughs> I was uh, out in the in the in the bush with my dog as we were running, and he ran off, and he came back, and he had all of these little burr things sticking on him on his right. fur because Huck, Huck is furry. Huck is a very furry dog. Right. He has this thick, and he, and I had to come back, and it took me days to get these burrs off and he would bite at him and do that. so I was thinking it reminded me a little bit about Velcro.
2: right Velcro so I
3: wanted to do a little research about this and I I noticed that in 1948, a Swiss engineer, and an amateur mountaineer guy by the name of George Demenstrel.
2: Mestrel. Mestrel. He was not Demenstrel, Richard.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was going to mess the name up, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we can just... Uh, yeah. we got. The, well, I'm just going right, to call him folks, George.
2: Richard's red, and the good news is we've recorded this so you can see him blushing.
3: <laughs> George, George. He was hiking through the woods also with his dog. And upon arriving back at his home, he looked at these little burrs that were on his dog, just like I had to do with Huck. And he, but he took it one step further, and he looked at them under a microscope, and he noticed that they were covered in tiny little hooks. And the they, burrs, the burrs not were Huck,
2: no, not his Huck. Dog. Yeah, yeah,
3: the right. burrs were on which I thought was fascinating, and and so he took it one step further. And he was able to say, I wonder if there's something there to this concept of these little burrs with the hook. And uh, anyway, after more than eight years of research, he then created what is known today as Velcro. Now, where does the name Velcro come from?
2: Oh, that's a great question that you should ask someone else. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. It's
3: a combination of two words. Of okay. velvet ah. and crochet.
2: Oh, interesting, but weird.
3: I know, but so it made up the concept of having two strips together, one with the hooks and the other one with the velcro sure. or with the with, with the soft the soft side, right? Fabric. So it would hook together. Anyway, it took him nine years to develop uh, a workable solution and to all it.
2: All his friends thought he was nuts. I'm sure oh. that
3: and and. and Get him today, yeah, Mr.
0: Velcro. Had the patent
2: on
3: it. more than yeah. 60 million yards of Velcro per year.
2: I've bought at least a million myself.
3: Exactly. But I, then I started thinking about Velcro and some crazy moments. So Velcro gained popularity in 1984.
2: Right. And in 1987, David Letterman jumped to a Velcro It was wall.
3: 1984.
2: Oh, was he it did that Or when he did that? Yeah, I'm like, I he remember being in a basement in college and all of us watched there, watched with our mouths open, kind of like the landing on the moon. Seriously. It, you could remember it where you were. It was Joe Bennett's basement. Joe Bennett, hey, hi. <laughs> it was his basement and we were all uh, hanging out. Joe Bennett went to Highland. You guys might have known him. He was a really nice guy. Joe, you're still a nice guy. Uh, and we were in his basement and and we were all dying cuz we'd seen the clips on it and we and had to see
3: it he he created a velcro suit
2: he yeah. jumped
3: off to a trampoline and then onto a wall
2: right are you sure it was 84?
3: 84 84 you sure well that's what the does does uh, the it just timeline doesn't does google lie
2: timeline doesn't lie up for me but i don't that's know
3: that's okay what
0: well, doing it in the basement maybe dude <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: So there you go. Now I know, you know, when you when you're out in the woods and you have those little burrs stuck to you, you know, that's where the guy took it one step further and thought there might be something here. I can make some money doing this of these little burrs that would stick and I just think it's fascinating.
0: It is so fascinating. So is the uh, is the lead in there might be something here with what we're talking about today.
3: And is something that, is that, that, that might is, is stick. That the connection? There it's up to the panel. It's up okay. to the group to all try right. to figure out how Velcro plays in to our discussion today. Okay,
2: challenge now we have accepted. our
3: challenge. We have the challenge.
2: Hey, listen, everybody. We've got Jeff and Doug here, our pharmacists, uh, to answer all the questions that Richard and I have. Right. Good day. Good. Hello.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and welcome. And we
3: and this is, with season three, we're also videoing this. I should, oh boy!
1: Are we going to re- video all of season three?
3: Well, the, well. Otherwise, how could we have the best of when season four starts? <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: Awesome! We're ready.
3: Okay, let's dive into this because th- this is really kind of uh, fun. It's it's good, and it's I think it would be informative to a lot of our listeners to learn learn a little bit about uh, CBD and how it relates to. Um, the subject that we're going to dive into, right?
2: Right. And I think it's a subject, a subject that is, and topic that's on everybody's conversation at lunch, everyone's conversation with their families, everyone's conversation, uh, or things that are spinning in their own minds. And that would be COVID. And, uh, and with Omicron being just rampant, uh, this is something that's A
3: big deal. So, Doug, why don't we start with you and just kind of tell us a little bit about what what we're uh, alluding to and what we're dancing around and just kind of dive into it here. Do you mind? Uh,
1: No, happily. Here's the cool thing. Uh, This year, uh, just 2022, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, Oregon State University published, or researchers at Oregon State University in Corvallis published uh, some um, uh, trial information about a study they had done where they tested uh, certain cannabinoids against COVID-19 virus, or SARS-CoV-2, as it's also called. And it seems to have worked. So jumping straight to uh, the cool thing about this whole podcast uh, is, based on the research that was done so far, uh, and it's very, very early, uh, but it was published in uh, the Journal of Natural Products, which is a peer-reviewed uh, journal, which is a great uh, science journal. Uh, their findings seem to support that there's some efficacy, potentially, uh, of uh, two minor cannabinoids against the COVID-19 virus. So that's it's really cool to talk about real science uh, that's catching up with uh, what people have surmised or wondered for a long time there has been a lot of press about this uh, and uh, the study has anybody can go out and google uh, the study uh, and it's uh, the, the here's the cool thing the full uh, journal article is available for free uh, if you go to uh, the government's website uh, this, which is PubMed and then search for it then you can find a pdf right there and download it and read it yourself um, so it's really cool that the science put out by uh, a high-quality research university is uh, being published, and folks are catching up to what we've been thinking. Well, that's, for that's a, a long great time. point
0: too. That, that's that's a that is a well-established go. That is the go-to uh, source for clinical trials. It's PubMed. It's P U B M E D. We use Dot all Gov. All and that's where, uh, yeah, when we're doing research on any medication, any drug. That's where we go for, uh, to to access the the clinical trials.
1: Right.
3: So specifically in the article, uh, can we kind of dive into it a little bit and talk a little bit about the, the, what I call the alphabet of CB and the various, uh, the the letters that follow. So can, can, can we start there maybe? Sure.
1: Yeah. So we talk about, we talk about CBD and we said this before, like it's like it's one thing. And CBD is one thing, right? It's cannabidiol. It's, it's a component of the, of the industrial hemp plant. It grows naturally. Uh, and it's the one that gets all of the fame uh, because it is the most prevalent cannabinoid uh, in industrial hemp. Uh, however, uh, it's not the only one. Uh, there are other uh, cannabinoids, and they go by very similar names. CBG, CBN, CBB. Uh, and then you have the acidic forms of all of those, CBDA, CBGA, CBNA. Um, and so uh, they're, they're, it is an alphabet soup of cannabinoids uh, that we're talking about. And uh, the research that was done by Oregon State is really cool, and it focuses around two of those minor cannabinoids that nobody really talks about. The first is the acidic form of CBD, and the other is CBG, also called canabergolic or cannab yeah cannab- can I gotta say it right? Cannabigerolic acid, tricky. Bless you. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's CBG, and so we'll we'll just refer to it as CBG from here on okay. out. Okay. And uh, it's really cool to think about these two and the interaction that they have with the SARS uh, CoV two virus. Uh, and and that's really the, the concept around the paper that's been published uh, by researchers at Oregon State.
3: And how does it work?
1: Great question. So viruses are these little tiny, as you can imagine, you can only see them under the microscope, and they're ultra-tiny. The way the viruses work uh, is uh, that they're spread uh, via either contact or liquid. So if you're sneezing, which is why we wear masks— If you're sneezing on someone, and then someone inhales that, uh, then it gets absorbed uh, into the lungs then into the bloodstream. And then that virus wants to find a place in its new host uh, and get into a host cell or a human cell, and that's how it replicates. So once it jumps in uh, into a cell, and Jeff, make sure I'm saying this right, uh, then the virus can replicate, and then it spreads within the human body. Uh, And so... When it gets up into your sinus passages, uh, that's a warm, moist environment. That's perfect breeding ground uh, for a virus, which is just like any cold or flu or anything else, usually comes in, not from the mouth, uh, but via the nose or sometimes in the eye, in the, in, the, in the tear ducts. So the way that CBDA and CBG work uh, are that they change the way that... The virus interacts with human cells. All right, I'm going to tie it back to Velcro. Okay, ding Here ding ding. Here we go. Oh. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the cool thing: when you think about a virus, it has to, and it has to get into that cell. Then it's kind of like a lock and a key. So the 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 virus presents itself to a to a human cell. It says hello, and the virus or in the human cell. I says, think it says. Hello. 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 Oh, I like that. That's,
0: it's that's like hi, new home. It's coming from the basement.
1: I was gonna, does right. that oh, go I'm back sorry. to the basement? That's a
2: bit. That <laughs> is okay. It just says, "Hey, how's it going? Can I live here?"
1: <laughs> so, so sorry. I, I'm sorry. So so it knocks on the human cell. The human cell says, "Oh, your your key matches my lock, so come in." The way that CBG A or the CBG and CBD work, they work two ways. And the scientific name is kind of fun. It's allosteric and orthosteric. Um, if it's allosteric, then the then the the C B D A blocks the lock so that the key can't get in. Or if you were a Velcro, it removes the hook so the hook can't hook on to the fabric. The fabric. Um, and the other is orthosteric, and orthosteric means. That the CBD A or the CBG change attaches to the human cell, but but then changes the lock, so the lock and the key don't match up anymore. So it's really fascinating to it, think. It about. is fascinating,
0: and but again, it's not necessarily new science. No, it's so not. that that's what kind of reinforces that this is not like often left field. This is legitimate science. Is if you look at like. So a couple of examples. So there's a class of medications called selective serotonin receptor inhibitors. They're Prozac, Celexa, right? The very okay. common antidepressants, right? They're, they compete for receptors that the that – the, uh, and so they take the space. And so then serotonin is not absorbed. Serotonin stays out in the body. And so they're blockers. Why the benefit, right? That's why
2: they're called blockers. Right. So that's one example,
0: right? And then like in HIV, which is probably a more similar example to COVID – in right. That it's a virus. Um, there are classes of medications called non-nucleoside transcriptase inhibitors, or integra- and then there's integrase inhibitors, things like. So anyway, not to get too like scientific, but that's what they do. They they go in and they, they act on the HIV, the the,
1: the that, virus, that virus
0: the, the same way that we're talking about here. So it, again, it, it alters the ability of
1: the virus to essentially replicate itself. Wow. So if the virus can't get into a human cell, then it sits outside yeah. and dies yeah. and, it, and it expires because it's it not able to, to replicate. It to get into the host in order to, to propagate. It
2: has an alien kind of
1: feel, it, doesn't it, it? Yeah.
2: It's an alien force, right?
1: Absolutely. Oh.
2: Sorry. Just.
3: I think it's great. And I, I appreciate your kind of going off into the weeds and talking a little bit about that. I think it's important that people understand that we have pharmacists here. Right and can try to make some sense out of this for the general public.
2: And they can pronounce very long words from memory <laughs> yeah. that's highly impressive.
0: But th- but this is where the science is going. So we're again we're talking about a couple cannabinoids. Right. Right? We've we've had similar conversations here on this podcast but just yeah. in general around what CBDN does versus CBG versus CBD, right? So mm-hmm. um again it's pretty exciting but uh it it's the The more science we get, the better for everybody with this. And so you know I think in a year, hopefully we're having conversations around covid, just like we've had in the last two years around anxiety and sleep and some of those other uh, disease states where there is a a, a lot more evidence uh, by using this. And to Doug's point, I just want to again clarify that when we say cbd it's a it's a little bit of a misnomer, right? right. so I mean, we t- we say Cbd a lot, but what What's it, what, you know, the, the, the other term is really phytocannabinoid rich. Right. Right. Which is, you know, it it is all of these different types of CB, B's like D and G that are in what you would purchase. Right. And so, and, and, you know, where the science is potentially going down the road too, is if you want to use this for sleep and not maybe for anxiety, then you would, you would maybe work by a product that is more geared towards just having that one isolated, Cannabinoid, which is pretty cool.
2: It's really cool. It's really cool.
0: It potentially is personalized medicine. We talk about that on the medical side a lot with uh, gene therapies and other things that are going on with science in the medical field. And I think that's, you know, there's an analogy here where we're really going to be able to, instead of a shotgun approach, you know, target specific cannabinoids to disease states. But in the interim, a phytocannabinoid rich product is great because it helps with a lot of different things. Absolutely. So it
3: sounds like CBD has a better PR person.
0: (laughs)
1: Right, (laughs) it
3: does. (laughs) But we need to educate and let people know that these other areas are important to kind of focus in on or laser in on and how they can help, right? That's where the CBG,
1: CBN come in. Um, But now the growing science is also emerging so farmers can create... CBG rich industrial uh, Ah. hemp and CBN rich industrial hemp. So we can start to, to isolate CBG and CBN um, and CBD specifically. So now we, uh, now we can mix and match in different quantities than we could before, which is, which is really where we want the science to go.
3: And is, it, is this a good place to talk a little bit about product, about yeah. what products do this, or does farmer and chemist have a product currently on the market that does this? I mean, I think we need. it's a good discussion to have. And come on, let's, let's kind of yeah. talk a little bit about that.
1: I think, uh, I mean, Richard, you're spot on because the, the excitement around uh, the Oregon State Journal article uh, is that, that maybe COVID or maybe COVID can be affected by CBDA and CBG. Um, and, and then the question is, how do I get it? How much do I use? How often do I take it? Those are all really good questions. We don't know yet. So here's the deal. The study that was done in, in Oregon was an in vitro study, meaning it was all done in the lab. Um, so uh, no human trials have been done to prove this out yet. Um, but that's okay. Uh, we, you know, what we start out with is, like all drugs in Again, medicine... Again, that's how
0: all drugs start out. Right,
1: right. <laughs> it all starts out in the lab. You've got to test uh, the the concept to see if that concept is going to work in vitro or in the lab. If it works in vitro, then the next step is to take it in vivo or into... A body. Um, And whether that's a human or it's some other animal or fish or or something else, Uh, it kind of works up the chain eventually. Uh, But the science is is really exciting just to think that real real researchers in a well-respected university published in a peer-reviewed journal uh, are now saying that in vitro it looks really good. Proof of concept that CBDA and CBG have an effect against the SARS-CoV-2 virus.
3: And the the natural next question is, is say you take it, is it safe? I mean, even though it hasn't been tested, whether it works or not, but is it, is it safe?
0: And that's one of the things I was going to say before we asked the product question is, you know, also want to point out that this is not THC.
1: That's a good point.
0: So... Um, you know, with that, there, there is a, a a lot of evidence suggesting the overall safety profile of again, quote unquote, CBD. So there are some drug interactions, like we've talked about in ep- episodes past, not a lot of side effects. If you take a lot of it, you get tired. Um, but you know, again, it reinforced the fact that it, because it does act like a drug, like we've been talking about, yeah. it does have some drug interactions. You know, please don't buy some random product in a vape shop, right? (laughs) You know, research your product, make sure it has, it's been lab tested, make sure it has certificates of analysis, uh, you know, and, and our, you know, whole thing is, you know, talk to a, either a doctor or a pharmacist who can evaluate the other things you're taking and, you know, at least have a conversation about what to look out for.
2: Well, and what about those certificate of analysis? How does that work? If you're looking down, it does it tell? It tells you specific amounts, right? Of any minor cannabinoid yeah, so it's or a full, cannabinoid.
0: Yeah, it's a full analysis of of the product to to tell you what what is in it and the and the amounts that are in it, and also importantly, what's not in it. Right. So you know, and that's where I think some products, you know, maybe have some issues is they're not quote unquote pure you know, they may be contaminated with other things. And so, yeah, just make sure that, and, and, and to your point it's the amounts are important. And that's something we can also talk to people about, because, uh, I think one of the common issues over the last several years with CBD products is when people have tried it and have not seen a benefit is they're not taking enough of it. So in working with our chemist and looking at and doing research and everything else, there are certain minimum effective doses so that's also something that a pharmacist can walk you through.
2: Awesome.
1: Absolutely. So if, so if you were to look at the third-party lab report um, and uh, you're looking to see if there's enough uh, CBDA or if there is enough CBG, um, you'll find out how much there is, number one. So uh, all of all of the reports that are done by third-party tests in the state of Utah report all the minor cannabinoids. Um, and their concentrations, so that's the good news. Unfortunately, what we don't know is—is is it enough, right, right, to have an effect against a virus? We know that with CBD,
0: right. We don't know that yet. Here and and, and reinforce. And Doug said that earlier. Just reinforce. We're not right. We're not. I don't think anybody's there yet. We're not making any claims. That this treats or prevents COVID. There's a possibility down the road. We're not making that statement. It's intriguing, but so we can't. We can't say well. Our product has right this in it and it's enough to you know affect covid well, but
2: but but i could yeah. say of the of the five of us in this room i'm the only one who has not had covid wow. and i have been taking religiously a product <laughs> that has cbda in it and have been exposed multiple times over and over and over again and i continue to test negative um My dad's actually recovering from COVID right now and was in the hospital for a full week Mm. last week. Uh, Couldn't even hold a cup to his mouth. I mean, just crazy stuff. So uh,
1: who knows? I don't know, but I will
2: say that I choose to believe.
1: Well, the, the evidence is getting stronger. So for years, people have been claiming that CBD or industrial hemp or, or even cannabis, uh, full marijuana has prevented colds or they haven't gotten a sick. Um, this might make sense, mm-hmm. right? Now, now we might cool. understand why. And the cool thing is it's not just a treatment. It's preventative potentially because of the way that uh, the, the binding of CBD works uh, to inhibit the 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 connection of the virus with the human cell. And and another
0: thing that we've talked about in the past as well is a lot of disease states are inflammatory disease states. So they cause, uh, you know, different reactions in the body. And what we do know, there is a lot of data showing that CBD has anti-inflammatory properties. So maybe that's part of it as well. That could be. I don't know.
3: Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, colds, people will, we'll keep getting colds, people, the flu, all for those sure. flu shots. I think COVID is in this same category. It's not going away. It's just how we manage it. Right. And so,
1: right. Yeah. So if you, so co- the, 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 the fuller name, the more complete name for COVID is the severe acute respiratory syndrome coronavirus two. That's the name, but it's so a SARS, coronavirus.
0: COVID two, which Doug is talking about, but yeah, let's,
1: yeah. yeah so it's a, it's a, it's a <laughs> coronavirus. Guess what? The, the regular cold that you get every other year, that except for the last three, is also a coronavirus. And remember SARS from a couple of years ago, and exactly. the bird flu, yep. and bird from China, flu, right? And no offense, China. All of those are, are all yep. coronaviruses, yep. Um, and I think what the researchers are saying, um, or extrapolating just a little bit, is that the potential for CBDA and CBG um, is really against coronavirus. Period, mm-hmm. not just COVID nineteen, not just with the SARS CoV two, or the variant, and that's the cool thing. So to your point, Richard, colds are going to keep coming. Maybe, maybe Denelle's uh, already figured it out. Taking enough to Jeff's point every day is uh, what prevent has prevented her well, it COVID also infection. Also keeps
2: me arthritis free in right. my right hand. <laughs> right. It helps my back to work. And by the way, I can bend over, folks. That's all I'm saying.
3: Oh, I can't think of a better place to end than that.
1: I think we better end with that.
2: (laughs) I'm I'm regretting (laughs) I said bend over. I meant twist, fully twist. All right.
1: We started in the basement, and we ended here. All right. We're back back in the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I try.
3: Until next time, listeners, thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to You, Me, and CBD. Please refer and friend or write a short review. And if you're in the Salt Lake City area, we'd welcome you to stop by our Farmer and Chemist store. Or you can always go to farmerandchemist.com.